0: You're listening to the Ghost Goal Podcast.
1: You. 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 Gerard with space, out towards Barros. he's beat take through him. The goalkeeper made contact. Luis Garcia was in front of the line. Galas tucked it away. Goal! The first goal of the semi-final is a Liverpool goal, and it's come down to Draga, who this time is. The fifth penalty taker for Chelsea in the final shootout. He's done it! The greatest man in the history of Chelsea Football Club! European champions! Miller, lovely cushion header. The Young u What a hit!
0: What a hit! Welcome to the weekend preview pod of ghost goal podcast i'm alex here with javier javier how you doing man
2: doing pretty well man it's been uh it's been not too long since our last pod
0: so we're we're really churning these guys out yeah the two a week it it feels like frenetic and intense because we're doing like a pod like it seems every other night, but <laughs> right uh, because
2: we because we literally just did Monday and then we're, now we're doing Wednesday, so it literally is like yeah, but those know, are just one
0: the ideal times. For yeah, yeah, it just got it, just
2: got it just got that's just the way it lined up. I agree, I agree, but yeah, no, it's it's
0: good. This is uh, we're bringing you a lot of content here on the Gold Skull Pod. But it doesn't look like there's going to be a real humdinger of a match this weekend. Uh, but no, there is. Never, nevertheless, a it really stands out. There's still like a good slate of games. Let's get started uh, right away with a little uh, input from uh, our fellow co-host who couldn't make it tonight, uh, Andrew Passaro. He's going to give you a little preview of this Leicester City Liverpool game that's going to start the Premier League action off on Saturday morning at 7:30 a.m. Andrew, what's up,
1: guys? Andrew, live from New York. Big Liverpool game on Saturday morning. Obviously, my main nemesis of games, the 7.30 bright and early kickoff, which is... Frankly, it's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to watch the Reds run train over Leicester, although I don't think it'll be much of a, of a running. I'm going to pick a 3-1 victory for Liverpool. I do think Leicester are going to give them some trouble. I could see Jordan Henderson sliding back into the midfield role. I, th- I don't know who would come out. I know Vinaldum's done a really great job as that holding midfielder, but I think they're going to need a little bit more size and maybe a little bit more bite from uh, Jordan Henderson in that midfield three. I expect the same front three. Joe Gomez is doing great work in in the back four, so don't expect much from there. No Jamie Vardy leaves a lot of questions of Leicester's attacking prowess for me. I think they can handle them. Uh, I I do expect Leicester to give us some trouble. I know this is away at Leicester, which is why I still think that they might actually be able to be the first team to score on Liverpool this season. Watching out in particular for James Madison, excited to watch him for 90 minutes. But I think this is one of those games where if Liverpool are struggling, you're going to see Klopp make some changes. He knows this is probably the best team that we'll have to play so far in our first four games. So I still think that they'll come out with the points. Allison will be strong again in, in net, but maybe maybe the only change I think is possibly Jordan Henderson in for probably James Milner. He may move Van Alden forward up into the midfield, but expecting again big things. Up the Reds, back to uh, Alex and Javier.
0: Thanks, Andrew. I want to look at this first from the angle of Leicester City's attack against what's now a vaunted Liverpool defense. They're, they're yet to concede a goal in the Premier League. Uh, they, they've, they've played well. They haven't looked really like they've uh, they deserve to have conceded. So it's it's a well deserved record. I'm wondering the how will Leicester City even at home without uh, Jamie Vardy, who is going to miss out from this red card suspension. How do they expect to score two or three goals that they're probably going to need to keep up with this Liverpool attack?
2: Yeah, I have 1-1 in this game. I think that this is going to be the first time Liverpool concede. I think Leicester are a lot better than I thought this year, and I think that at home especially, they've usually had a decent time against Liverpool, but that usually was with Mares and Vardy in the team. This is a very different team. I still think that they're... really they're going to have trouble at home and i think this might be the first time liverpool slip up um you know they barely did get by brighton last game uh that, and i think leicester city is a, a significantly better opposition so i think that they're going to give them a little bit of trouble
0: even um, without Fardy, like I, I, just looking at leicester's team yeah, what, I mean, like it, what what way do you think they uh they have to score like what what do you think is a good matchup for them
2: I mean, like Andrew mentioned, I mean, uh, Madison seems to be an exciting player. He seems to be one that's taken well to, to being in the Premier League. I also like, you know, Inhanaccio looks actually pretty good last week. Got got himself an assist
0: and... Uh, he got a bit lucky on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He uh, uh, was like a looped ball into the box that the, the defender tried to clear and then it ended up falling to, uh, to Damari Gray anyway. So it wasn't like he put it straight on Gray's head. Uh, yeah, but... You know, still good they, times. They need him to Is the basic answer? They need him. They need him to get to get a goal here, probably. Um, There's also uh, Gazelle, the winger they signed from Monaco to sort of yeah, replace. Yeah, he, looked, Riyad he looked
2: decent. I think they played. Um, didn't they play in like the Carabao Cup or something?
0: Yeah, or, they did. And he he scored a pretty nice long range effort on his left foot. So I mean, that's against lesser opposition, but. You'd like to think, give him another run out against Liverpool, see what he can do yeah, down that maybe flank. He, maybe where he's going to have some is.
2: confidence going into this game. So
0: yeah, exactly. And r- we all know Robertson likes to get forward down that uh, down Liverpool's le- left wing, uh, Gazelle's right wing, where he'll be uh, matched up with him. So yeah, who knows? Maybe on the counter attack, Leicester can get something. I do worry about like Harry Maguire though, because it seemed like every time I've watched Leicester and Liverpool play last year. Liverpool were just able to sort of take advantage of whenever Harry Maguire goes on those like marauding runs forward that he likes. You know, he's always he'll he'll always get the ball at his feet, like just inside his own half and either try to pick a player out with a pass or try and like dribble past someone and break the lines with the ball at his feet. Yeah, some, he's one of my favorite center backs. I think he's awesome. But but. The problem was that last year he did it to Leicester's detriment uh, when playing a team like Liverpool, and Liverpool would like sort of bait him into those those kinds of situations, then nick the ball right. off him and play the ball into space where he had just sort of vacated. So maybe he's uh, matured and improved, but I'm willing to bet that Liverpool are able to take advantage of it a few times to uh, win this game 3-1, and Andrew agrees with me with uh, 3-1. Yeah,
2: that's, a, that's the safer prediction, but I just have a feeling that, Liverpool might drop their first points of the season here, so you know most likely Liverpool win here, but just got a little
0: little gut feeling here. Well, I mean, I want to agree with you uh, because I, uh, I I did have Leicester City as uh, my uh, sleeper team for this season, so I, I want to agree with you. But Liverpool's attack is just so ferocious right now. I don't I don't see it happening. But let's move on to the ten a.m. games, starting with uh, Brighton hosting Fulham. Uh, Andrew has two one Brighton. I have uh, three two Brighton, and what I really do believe could be a very open attacking classic fun Premier game League to watch. Game. Yeah, yeah. So I
2: have two two. So yeah, I agree. I think it could be a fun game. I, I would definitely, um, you know, if you don't want to watch the Chelsea game, I would definitely try and watch the Brighton Fulham game if you can. Which that should be. A I don't fun know watch.
0: why you would take that advice because at ten a.m. Chelsea will be hosting Bournemouth. <laughs> uh, Andrew has a three-one, which I think is like the more like sensible pick for this game. I yeah, think. that's
2: like that's like a that's definitely more sensible than your your four-two prediction uh, you got here.
0: I'm calling goal fest. I'm calling absolute goal fest because we're going to be open and attacking. Bournemouth are going to be open and attacking. They just beat us three-nil at the bridge like, I back think in February. I- they're not going to sit oh, deep. Oh, wow, they did. They're yeah, not going to sit that. deep and play with 10 men behind the ball like Newcastle did. That's not their MO. Maybe they'll enact sort of like a medium block and a medium press to sort of keep us for, or keep Murata from really getting in behind their defense. But otherwise, they're going to try and go at us themselves. In the process, the, the I can English see sorry. a good amount they, of They goals. have the
2: English sorry on their team. Yeah, anyhow. sure,
0: if you want to go with English that. Sorry. How about the English pep?
2: <laughs> I have uh, I got a two one win for Chelsea here. I don't think it's going to be as um, goal busting as you're saying, but I, I I think generally when games when you think games are going to be really open they end up not being as open as you think, um, and I think
0: That's, that you no, might be I a disagree. little bit. <laughs> I thought Bournemouth Everton was going to be open and attacking and crazy and I was right about that one. So it was true. That's, that's true. That's just true. I think I think this yeah. one Okay, here's the thing about Chelsea's loss to Bournemouth uh, back in February. When it happened, Chelsea had a lot of the ball and Bournemouth kind of got those goals on the counterattack. But they got those balls on the counterattack by winning the ball high up the field because we couldn't play out from the back to save our asses. So now we have adjusted we're better at playing out from the back and holding possession overall. I think it's just—I think it's absolutely definitive at this point that this Chelsea team is better than Antonio Conte's was at any point at playing out from the back. So, yeah,
2: this this is really scary. Honestly, I mean, they uh, I've, the numbers you guys have had in possession and the passes you have is it's pretty amazing. It's been pretty uh, significant, pretty, asterisk, pretty awesome start uh, to the Huddersfield season. Huddersfield
0: and Newcastle were two of the teams we right. played. So yeah, you can't still, take it. Still, it's still, impressive
2: to. Um, to to have more but you guys had more possession against us I think.
0: Uh yeah, we, we we won that but it wasn't as significant as like the 80% possession we had against Newcastle. Yeah, I think it was like
2: 56 44 but right. usually Arsenal has more possession than Chelsea, so I wasn't really used to that that type of game um
0: from our end, you know. Yeah, me neither. But yeah, I don't I am making the case right now and I will be very shocked if it doesn't end up being high scoring. Uh, this is going to be a goal fest. But let's move on to uh, Crystal Palace in Southampton, also at 10 a.m. Uh, Andrew has 1-1. I have uh, 2-1 Crystal Palace.
2: Yeah, I've got 1-0 Palace. I think we all... It looks like Andrew thinks maybe Southampton can get a result here, but I think Palace have been generally pretty good at home, and they're probably going to feel hard done by last week's result. So, um, they were unlucky not to get away with a point last week, so I'm sure they're going to be really busting their gut for
0: a win here. Everton will host Huddersfield Saturday at 10 a.m., Uh, Andrew and I both have 2-0 Everton, and uh, Javier, you have uh, 1-0 Everton. I'll just say that one for you. Uh, And then the final of the 10 a.m. games, West Ham will host Wolves. And this one stuck out to me because, frankly, outside of the top six, I think this is the most enticing matchup of uh, of all the games. Maybe in terms of, like, uh, openness and style of play, I think Brighton-Fulham could rival it, but adding... The stakes of this game to how uh, attractive and entertaining I think the game could be kind of makes this uh, the the one I would absolutely want to watch. I, I would probably even dual screen it with the Chelsea game just so I can have one eye on each. West Ham obviously have uh, yet to win a league game this season. They've uh, get a point. They haven't gotten a point yet, right? Yeah, sorry, right. Yeah, the bottom of the table, zero points. It's not started well, albeit they have had to travel to Liverpool and to uh, to Arsenal to play two of their first three games. So not great. Yeah, they
2: haven't had the they haven't had the kind of schedule. Um, yeah, I think that for me, this is the game that I think that they start. You know, they get they get a result here. They're at home, sixty thousand people in their stadium. Um, I think that they this 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 is a newly promoted side, and as good as they've been, you know, they got a point. Um, against Manchester City and they've they've looked good you know in the 2-2 draw with with Everton um, but but then again there was that 2-0 loss to Leicester where they pretty much got blown away right
0: they haven't they haven't won a, a game yet in the Premier League and for a team that almost had like 100 points in the championship themselves last season right it's probably like a strange feeling to them to not be like winning every single week so they're probably going to be uh, just as motivated, motivated to, to come get a down result. to the yeah. stadium that everyone kind of agrees at this point. Like, it's not an intimidating or tough place to go and play. There's not really no, any atmosphere I mean, Bournemouth is just one there away, which... Bournemouth came back I mean, from behind, which I know is their MO right. at this point. But, yeah, Bournemouth came back from a goal behind and when West Ham were seemingly uh, cruising and were able to win pretty pretty easily 2-1 a couple weeks ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if Wol- Wolves won either, but I have 2-2. Andrew has uh, 2-1 Wolves. I'm, and I've
2: I've two one West West Ham. My so I mouth think, uh, is
0: watering over the idea of Ruben Neves and uh, Raúl Jiménez, the two Wolves players I have in my fantasy team, going against this West Ham defense, because as we saw last week against Arsenal, they are. They're horrendous. <laughs> They're really bad at the moment. And I don't think... Yeah, I don't know how much you should be talking about fantasy, Alex. You're in like 22nd place right now. Yeah, it's no, pretty Yeah, I'm just saying. That's uh, one of my differentials. That, like, I, I, like, or what's his name? Jimenez, Yeah, especially. everyone's got Neves. I wouldn't be surprised you know, if yeah, Jimenez... H- Jimenez
2: is a good differential, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jimenez got like I just, I just got, have to like, call you out goals. here, you know? You need to step it up on this uh, on this fantasy right now, on, on the Gold Skull pod. You're, you're not giving us a good name. Andrew as well. I think he's in, like, 23rd. Yeah, both we're, of you, we're both is, down in, like, a, the bottom
0: five. we We're both. This is embarrassing. I'm the only one who's dragging the weight here for the pod. Yeah, we needed to improve our, uh, our uh, fantasy playing capabilities. <laughs> Absolutely. We needed that one guy we who was might revo- I might
2: revoke your, your fantasy pick of the week. I mean, I, I haven't been happens. doing it.
0: It's vacated at the minute. <laughs> if you want to pick it up and run with it, you're more than welcome to.
2: Uh, Arnautovic might get a goal here. That might not be a bad pickup for this oh, is game.
0: Oh, is that your input? Arnautovic might that's get my, a goal that's here? My, that's my wow. fantasy wisdom what a so sleeper. far. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's... Felipe Anderson, actually. Felipe Anderson played pretty well against Arsenal. He was a handful, so he has actually one that... Um, What's his price, you know, Javier?
0: Where's your information? He's, Where are your stats? Come on, Javier. 6. You're the 5. fantasy guy. you got to give me something here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he's 6.5. He's, he's pretty good. That's
0: pretty good value, actually.
2: Yeah. But yeah, this should be a fun game. I'm hoping West Ham can get on the board here. My boy Jack can get a win.
0: Yeah, there's still a pretty significant hole in midfield that uh, I think both teams are going to be able to get at each other perfectly and get at each other's weaknesses. So this is going to be a fun one. Again, Andrew has 2-1 Wolves. I have 2-2. And Javier has 2-1 West Ham. Let's move on to the final game of Saturday morning, well, afternoon. Manchester City will host Newcastle Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Right off the bat, Andrew has 3-0. I have, uh, sorry, Manchester City. I have 2-0 Manchester City, and Javier has 3-1. Javier, what in the world makes you think that Manchester City are going to concede to Newcastle at home?
2: Um... I don't know. Newcastle, uh, they,
0: they, they're nifty here and DDA there. doing his TDA Drogba impersonation with that right. header last they, they're week.
2: They're nifty here or there. Uh, they, can get, they can pick a goal out here or there. You, you may, I'm, I'm thinking of changing my mind now. This is, you know, 3-1 is It's true.
0: It's probably going to be very hard for Newcastle to get a goal. <laughs> yeah, I think this game is just going to be a carbon copy of last week's Chelsea-Newcastle game. And that game was at you know, St. James' switch, I'm going to
2: switch to 3-0. I'm going on the Andrew train. See, the Andrew I don't, I don't train think here. it's...
0: Well, Andrew, yes, does have 3-0. I have 2-0. I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout... Because I think Newcastle are pretty well drilled in that like really low block we saw, and it's not—it's no, just not good, easy. That's a
2: good—that's uh, a good call. But Man City wear you down, and and there could definitely be a flurry of goals in the second half after they've just been,
0: you know, br- yeah.
2: passing around that block for seventy minutes. I mean, the Rafa was able—Rafa
0: was able to get two 1-0 defeats to Manchester City last season, home and away. That's
2: impressive, and that's that impressive. and that
0: ended up playing a big part in uh, why their goal difference. Was favorable compared to the other clubs down at the bottom near the end of the season. They just they they, they made sure they, were they, they didn't, just didn't lose by too big many goals to the big teams. Yeah. All right. Let's yep. move on to Sunday. Eight thirty in the morning. Cardiff host Arsenal. Cardiff yet to uh, score a goal yet this Premier League season. Will but, that will that uh, still, will uh, that end this uh, this uh, Sunday? Will they score? I don't think they'll score. If they score, I will make fun of you just incessantly because <laughs> Cardiff are, I, and I don't say this about Premier League uh, promoted teams, sorry, uh, very often, but Cardiff are absolute trash. If any yeah, of the top they're, six they're teams really bad. drop points to Cardiff, they don't deserve to be in the top four. And if that Probably happens to not. Chelsea, I will say it. I will come out and be like, all right, this is embarrassing. They, they, they
2: Definitely no. I'm I'm expecting a big result here. Um, I don't think it's going to be as easy as um, I see what you and Andrew have put. I have two I don't nil. think it's going
0: to be easy either. I just still think the talent. Arsenal have just through. Arsenal have been
2: so dreadful away from home in the last in, in, in this year in this 2018. Arsenal have won one away game. I'm I'm just I'm not not enthusiastic with how, how this is going to go. And you know uh, two nil is 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 to me like a fair scoreline because I think we're still going to have our struggles. Brighton will still have, sorry, Cardiff will still have one or two chances. And, you know, if they take them, we might have a hard game. Um, so I've I've got two nil and I'm, look, I'm, I'm excited to see this team, uh, you know, get this run of games that, you know, seemingly easy games uh, after, you know, having such hard games against Chelsea and city, you know, let's, let's get a little run going here. Um, we have yet to keep, a clean sheet, which I would like. So I'll be looking for a clean sheet and you know a couple of goals. So Aubameyang to get back on the score sheet for sure. Three games without a goal for him is, um, you know, there was a video today that came out of him in in practice practicing goalie, um, and he was like, I haven't scored in three games. Uh, you know, I've got, got myself a new profession now. Oh my God! So, <laughs> can you imagine Aubameyang in goal? <laughs> But yeah, no. Uh, I need him to get back on the score sheet. If not, you know, he's definitely getting off of my fantasy team. So,
0: yeah, you and me both. This is uh, the game for him to score a nice little cheeky hat trick. Yeah, definitely. I have three nil. Andrew has four nil. I I kind of agree with you, Javier, in that it's two it, nil is probably more realistic because Cardiff are they are good at sitting. They're
2: defensively good, yeah. sitting
0: deep at home and defending from a very deep block. They conceded the least amount of
2: goals in the championship last season, and that's how they came up. They basically just won games 1-0, yeah.
0: you know, very close. Here's my problem. A lot of nil-nils. Whenever I watch them, and not even against uh, great opposition, uh, I'm talking about watching them against like Newcastle a few weeks ago and Huddersfield this past weekend, they look they look like they're running in mud compared to their opponents. They just don't look up, up to snuff they don't look anywhere near yeah, as quick and, and,
2: and this this has kind of been a this has kind of been a pretty easy start for them
0: right they started the, the season with away at Bournemouth home to Newcastle and then away at Huddersfield away at Huddersfield that's, that's like it's a cookie cutter schedule and you're and telling they didn't me that they get the any wins from that right yeah no, they, they drew two games and uh, had two nil nil draws and they lost one game, so I'm just willing to bet that Ar- Arsenal's attacking players are going to have a field day, but just because of the, the quickness of the likes of Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang, and like even even Welbeck, I think like Welbeck could actually come on as a substitute and probably tear the likes. Yeah, of Cardiff he's looking to sharp cases. right now.
2: He's looking sharp right now. I mean, he's he's definitely a polarizing figure for Arsenal fans. Um, there's a lot of people who like him as a bench pull option. Other people just want him sold. Um, there's still rumors that he might go to Galatasaray before the before the window closes, but it doesn't look like it. You know, he, he got some game time in the last game, and he's probably going to be getting some game time this season. We're definitely going to need him
0: in the Europa run, so I really don't want him to leave because we have no one else coming through. Uh, let's move on to Burnley hosting Manchester United Sunday 11 a.m. Andrew, like the Liverpool fan he is, has predicted a 1-1 draw for... Uh, Jose's misery to continue.
2: My God, if that happens, the world's gonna explode. Yeah, I,
0: I don't. I don't see that at the minute with how uh, Burnley are defending. In uh, I mean, the yeah,
2: no, Burnley have been uh, kind of the surprise this season. And um, they did get that clean sheet against Southampton away in the first game of the season, but other than that, they they've they've been piped. You know, they've conceded uh, seven goals already this season. Yeah, not which great. Is <laughs> not very Burnley like. Um, We've mentioned
0: it's due to the Europa League action. They will play the home fixture of uh, the Olympiakos Europa League tie right, tomorrow. That's not going to help
2: at all. In, again, in this yeah, game, and also I think that's what's that, gonna...
0: that game is effectively over. It's three uh, one. They have yeah, one but, away goal,
2: but they're at home. They have to go and try in front of their fans. They're still going to yeah, put out their best lineup.
0: Olympiakos will probably beat them anyway, though. <laughs> So probably, it's, but it's, it all I think that how Burnley could get a
2: result there. I, I don't think it's so cu- so cut and dry, especially because they have an away goal. They could get a two 0 result. Yeah, that's what know, their coach will be I don't saying. I
0: is not scoring there, so um, hey, we'll see. I think that one's basically but wrapped I up. I
2: have uh, I got three one Manchester United. I actually think it's going to be pretty easy for them. I think Jose writes the ship in this result, and um, you know starts to get his team back going. I think that preseason for them with all the World Cup and all that has had a, a little bit of a disruption to the beginning of their season, and oh god, I sound like Jose Mourinho right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, you, um, making
0: excuses for United. Right, Look, at,
2: making excuses for the guy, but no, I think that, I, I still think that, I think Alexis starts this game, and I think he'll get a goal or an assist here, and, and they'll get their season going. They need to maybe get Lukaku a goal. They, they gotta get their players rolling here. I, I still have not, I'm not, you know, th- throwing in the, uh, the red flag, trying to get everybody to to kick Mourinho out yet. You know, a lot of a lot of United fans have been crying, saying, you know, Mourinho out. This is this is disgusting, <coughs> unbelievable. We've never lost three nil to uh, to a team before like this at home. This is actually, I think Jose Mourinho's most humiliating loss at home that I can remember in his career. I don't remember something like that happening. So I expect them to bounce back here. Um, you know. I don't know what that front three is. It probably is going to be Alexis Lukaku, um, Rashford.
0: Yeah, I don't think Jose Mourinho knows what that front three really looks like right now. Yeah, it's 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 difficult, <laughs> which is I more think worrying like... than what than you not knowing. So yeah, there's there's definitely things to worry about. I just think United will fumble their way through this one and end up winning two one. It just seems like uh, the players they have won't allow this to continue into. Uh, what I'm sure everyone on the United team will agree is like a difficult away game. They're not going to be sleeping on this game in the first place. Right, right. It's, uh, they're going to expect a difficult game from a uh, top half of the Premier League uh, finishing side last year. So, but then then again, I can absolutely see Andrew's scoreline of one-one uh, coming true. I just I I, I just can't believe that Mourinho will allow this to happen. Uh, even though I've seen it. Continue to slide. You've seen it happen as
2: a Chelsea fan. You've seen this this third season slide. You've seen it before. Yeah, it might might just
0: happen. uh, Yeah, it might. I'm not saying I'm not hoping it uh, doesn't uh, happen. That whole press
2: conference, you know, implosion or whatnot that he had. So, I think it'll be it'll be this is this is a big game for them. It's a huge game for Manchester United. I think if they don't get a result here, and that result being a win, they're in big big trouble for top four. It's going to be a struggle for
0: them this season. I I already think it might be, but of course, this this game is big. The international break is looming after this weekend's uh, slate of games. When we come back from the international break, United's first game will be at Watford, currently sitting in the top four. So yeah, not an easy game. Not an easy game either, and uh, always a a club that likes to give most of the top four. a tough run out when they uh, when they, when they come uh, to Watford, other than Manchester City, of course, because they're. Hopefully, they're a gods lot of these international
2: <laughs> teams are going to give their their World Cup stars and the people who played over the summer a
0: break and call up oh, new God, I prospects. Hope. I hope. I hope uh, Belgium and France just right. say, "Hey, Eden and Golo, just stay home, right? Relax."
2: That's what should happen. To be honest, if I was a club, I'd be like, "Hell no, we're not sending our players on these like meaningless. Com- There's no tournament coming up soon. There's nothing to play for. Copa America's the next tournament
0: in the, the summer. European and, like, Cup of Nations or whatever it is. The right. Whatever I, that cu- This
2: is this is a joke, and uh, and teams should send you know their their There's reserve trophies players at stake,
0: or, here. There's trophies at stake. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I don't want I don't want Aubameyang going to Gabon to go play against some thugs <laughs> in Africa and like get his leg broken. I think or something. Gabon
0: at this point come to Europe and uh, just sort of put on friendlies with European teams and have their European based players go play there. But yes, we have Probably. we have really digressed. Uh, all we wanted to say is that United's next two Premier League games at Burnley at Watford. It's looking it's looking an uphill battle for them. So but uh Abir and I agree that uh, we think they'll get the three points this weekend. Sunday, also at 11 a.m., Watford will host Tottenham.
2: (laughs) It's kind of weird that both of these games are at 11 a.m., right? Yeah. Like, why isn't one of these games at, like, 1 o'clock? Like, what are they doing? Or Come on, EPL.
0: Or Get your scheduling right. I think, well, okay, here's the answer. I think the answer has something to do with transportation in England, like trains and stuff. Not running past a certain time, so you can't have a game any later than. But they're going to be in London. That's Watford. I mean, Watford's outside like, of London. That's like saying Rockville is in Washington D.C. Wow, you just wrecked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my geography of England. Well, I mean, I'm just. I'm just, I'm just educating you. It's like outside of yeah, like yeah, the yeah. No, it's I understand. outside that's of the good. M25, that's good. the beltway. Yeah. That's, London.
2: that's probably why that's probably why I don't, It just seems odd that you would have, you know, two good games like this at the same time. Um, uh, but I, I've, I've got Tottenham winning two, one. I think that as good as Watford's form has been, they've been a little lucky too. And, uh, I think this is this is Tottenham have just been awesome so far this year, and for a team that's made no signings, to beat a team that spent 450 mil in the last um, you know three seasons or so, uh, I think Tottenham are going to be flying coming into this game, and and I'm definitely looking to maybe pick up Harry Kane or, or Lucas Moura for uh, for fantasy this week, thinking about both of those guys because. You know, they both look on on great form and have formed a good partnership together. See,
0: this feels and like the Christian. It looks like moras going to get at Delhi Alley Week. This feels like when those two sort of like
2: <laughs> when those two are going to go off this they week. They sort of the like was Mora and, uh, Kane
0: last week. They always do right. that in games like this. they if there's like if they didn't do like ex- like explicitly well in like a big game prior. The following game against, like, a mid-table club, they'll always come out and, like, score. Like, Ericsson will have, like, two or three assists and just be absolutely amazing. Like, they're they're absolutely lethal players, which is why I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that they're going to retain their, uh, their top four uh, status this season. I have them winning uh, 2-1 also. But Watford, Watford... Watford give them a fight. And I think it was 1-1 last season with Tottenham getting a player, like, sent off or should have been sent off right near the end. Of the, uh, the, the away fixture. At yeah, Dickridge Andrews Road. got
2: 1-1, one, one, which is definitely a good shout. That definitely could be the result. Could
0: absolutely um, happen, but it will take a huge effort from Watford, honestly.
2: Yeah, I'd be super impressed if they did. Especially, like, uh, you know, Watford didn't make that many signings over the window. It's a lot of the same team that they had last year. And they lost their coach. And, you know, it, it's it, people weren't sure how Watford was going to do this year. I wasn't sure. I thought that they might struggle. And, and this start is... Typical Wofford and, and same old, same old, where maybe they'll get, you know, 30 points in the first half of the year, 12 points in the second half of the year, and then just get by that way, so, um, yeah. 30 plus Let's 12 uh,
0: is 42, and 40 is the magic number to not get relegated. Yeah.
2: That's usually where they're at. They usually get about 42, 44 points, but it always seems like, you know, December, January comes around and they're, they're in the top six and they're doing great, but everyone thinks, Oh, the Watford dark horse this year. And you know, they, they finished 16th, but you know, (laughs) or, or 14th or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, we'll
0: see if they can keep this up. Watford, are. Uh, Watford, they're, they're, they're trying to keep up their top four bid. They sit right now in fourth place, just ahead of uh, Manchester City. They are one of the four teams that have won all three of their first three games. Uh, they're on nine points with Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool above them. Uh, so yeah, do you, are, are you a believer in the Watford bid for Champions League qualification yet? <laughs> I, I, kid. I, I kid. I
2: don't know if that deserves a response. You don't, you don't have to
0: answer that, Javier. I kid. Uh, watch them actually turn around and do it, and we just look like absolute fools. Right, just like destroy Tottenham three 0 this game, and everyone's just like, "What?" That would be pretty hilarious. I, I, Watford, I would, <laughs> I would take that L. I would take that L if Chelsea got into the top four. Obviously,
2: yeah. I was a little bit. I was a little bit. Um you know, when Tottenham were destroying Manchester United, I really dislike both of them. <laughs> and like Arsenal fans have grown to dislike like Manchester United almost as much, if not more than Tottenham, especially a lot of older fans who just, you know, were in that constant rivalry of United Arsenal uh, of like the eighties and nineties. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that a result here for Watford would be awesome for the rest of the league. And uh, yeah, I, I have Tottenham, uh, finishing as top of the table, um, you know, at the end of this this the round of fixtures oh, here. Jesus, I thought we were gonna say you have Tottenham winning the league? <laughs> like,
0: no, I haven't Arsenal fan you know, are you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, definitely not, definitely not. D- d- don't ever go there. Alex. All right, let's end I would on never that, predict no. that.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the previews. Uh, again, social media. You can find me and Andrew on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at Asmos ninety two. You can find Javier on Instagram at Javi Rev or nine Nine. Javier, uh, Javier Rev nine. Javier Rev Nine. Yeah. Yes. You uh you can find all those links on our Instagram page at Ghost Gold Pod. Keep a look out for early next week. We'll come out with a recap of uh, all of this weekend's action that we just previewed, and uh, later on in the week during the international break, we'll still be there for you. Even though uh, Premier League football will not, we'll uh, release maybe a little Champions League preview uh, as as the groups are going to be drawn tomorrow, and obviously uh, there'll be plenty to react to and talk about. Even though uh, neither Chelsea nor Arsenal will be involved with that draw, but you know, sad face. We're not we're sad just, face. We're just not. We're just not going to talk about that. Okay. But until you next just time, just talked about it, Alex. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about it any more than you that. Ruined it. That's the only time we're going to mention <laughs> it. It's the only time we will going to hear us mention it. Never again. Uh, but until next time, for Javier and me, Alex, thank you, and see you.